Good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to today's edition of The Daily Oz. I am Zara Seidler, and as always, I'm joined by co-founder of The Daily Oz, Sam Kozlowski. Hey, everyone. How are you feeling today, Sam? Things are good. We have another massive day of Olympic action. I think we've tipped over now the halfway mark. We are in to the back end. You can expect things like a marathon. You can expect the back end of the track and field and some really exciting team sports finals. I did see a tweet that said, Sydney Siders are so desperate for the Olympics to continue that it would be rude not to just play the 2000 Olympics straight afterwards broadcast by Channel 7. What are your thoughts on that? It's either we play the entire 2000 Olympics in full for the next two weeks after the Olympics or we get started on inventing new sports. I'm in favour of the 10-metre sprint. I think that would really separate the (laughs) true competitors from the weak ones. Well, before we jump into the day's Olympic news, we do have to do the honorary COVID numbers. So... Straight into it, New South Wales yesterday recorded 207 locally acquired cases and 51 of those were infectious in the community. Again, the big number here is that the isolation status of 46 cases still remains under investigation, so it is likely that that number could be a lot higher. There wasn't much better news out of Queensland where the state recorded 13 new locally acquired cases yesterday and unfortunately 11 LGAs in southeast Queensland got this news. So it's starting to become clear that the initial three-day lockdown will be insufficient to deal with this outbreak. And so we're advising South East Queenslanders today in those 11 LGAs that the lockdown will be extended until 4pm on Sunday. That will make it an eight-day lockdown. The trial for the defamation case brought on by war veteran Ben Robert Smith, which we've talked about a number of times on this podcast, has been adjourned for three months due to Sydney's COVID-19 outbreak. So the case now has been adjourned until November 1, as the majority of the remaining witnesses are outside New South Wales, so can't travel in to be cross-examined. Robert Smith is suing the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age and The Canberra Times over stories that reported serious allegations of war crimes, bullying and domestic violence. Robert Smith has denied all of the allegations. Belarusian sprinter and Olympic athlete Kristina Simanyuskaya has alleged she was forced to pack before being taken to the airport in Tokyo by team officials against her will. The athlete says that she was put under pressure to return home after criticising the Belarus team officials on social media. The IOC later confirmed that it had spoken to the athlete saying that she had told us she feels safe. She's now in police protection. And in today's good news, to be honest with you, it was my moment of the Olympics. Olympic high jumpers Italy Gianmarco Tamberi and Mutaz Bashim of Qatar agreed to tie first in the men's high jump event and share the gold medal on Sunday night. After both athletes executed each of their first six jumps, they couldn't be split. They both jumped 2.39 metres, and they elected not to compete for the gold outright, but rather to share it. The two athletes literally asked the official, can we have two golds? And the official agreed. Yesterday, we found out some pretty market-moving news. There was an announcement that Afterpay, the leading Australian buy now, pay later service, is being bought by Square, which is a US tech payments giant. For more on this story, it's one of the biggest transactions in Australian corporate history. We're being joined by Bryce and Alec from Equity Mates. Equity Mates is Australia's leading financial podcast, and it's a pleasure to have them on the Daily Oz today. Bryce and Alec, can you tell me a little bit about what actually happened yesterday with Afterpay and Square? 
Massive day for Afterpay yesterday. Square, uh, a massive payments company over in America, announced plans to acquire Afterpay in an all-stock deal, which surprised the market, valuing Afterpay at $39 billion Australian dollars, which is pretty phenomenal given that Afterpay has only been listed now for six years. And did we see this move coming? Was this predicted? No, it definitely wasn't predicted. $39 billion makes it the largest merger or acquisition in Australian stock market history. So many would have thought Afterpay was too big to be acquired. But when you're talking about the scale of some of these big US tech companies, they're just another size bigger again. And so for those who aren't well-versed in this whole world of mergers and acquisitions, what do you think kind of happened here? Would Square have approached Afterpay? Would they have slid in and said, guys, we're interested in doing business with you? Yeah, a lot of DMs. (laughs) Jack Dorsey getting uh, hit up by Nick Molnar on the DMs. What do you think happened? Was this an Afterpay approach, do you think? What's being reported is Square and Afterpay are both going after merchants in the US. A lot of Square merchants were asking Square to put Afterpay functionality in their point of sale system. And that that was the first time Square heard of Afterpay, this Australian company trying to acquire customers over in the US. They started doing their due diligence on Afterpay after getting these requests from their merchants. took six months and then they announced it today. So that's the best word of mouth you can have, really. (laughs) People begging for other companies to integrate your services. I guess that's how you really know that you've made something that has a real place in the market is when it's got Mm. that organic kind of desire. So let's talk to the Daily Oz listener who's got Afterpay stocks. And I have a feeling there are quite a few. Let's say you've got, you know, $3,000 of Afterpay stocks. Is there anything you need to be doing right now? Are you going to be getting a check in the mail? Like what happens from here? Nothing you need to be doing. I mean, yesterday you would have been pretty happy that the stock jumped from 96 close to the $126 per share price that Square are going to be paying. Really, the way that this deal is constructed is that for Afterpay shareholders, they will be essentially transferred across into Square shares. So for every Afterpay share that you might own, you will get 0.375 shares in Square. Square is listed in the States, but they're looking to list here in Australia as well so that Australian shareholders will be able to trade the stock. But there's really nothing you have to do. The deal's not looking to be completed until early next year. So it's not going to be something that's happening overnight, but you will essentially be given the opportunity to to cash out once your Square stock comes in, you can sell. Otherwise, you're going to have Square shares. It's the first time in, in a little while that I can remember where such a popular stock has had this major acquisition episode. So it's going to be really interesting to see all the messaging and how shareholders actually react to suddenly having a new company in their portfolio. Yeah, it will be. There, I mean, there's been some famous ones in history. Probably Westfield was the most recent really big company to get acquired. But Afterpay is just so in the culture, I guess. Everyone is talking about it. Everyone's using it. So it's a big one to to see what will happen. And last question for me, guys, before we get going with our days. Is this the start of a trend, do you think, of these awesome Australian startups and tech companies being acquired by overseas markets? Or do you think this is the irregularity in the market? I think we have to say that the Australian tech scene is having a moment. Obviously, Alassian was out in front and they're now listed in the US. 
Canva is just going from strength to strength. Afterpay getting acquired. Zero going strong, entering new markets, although they're from New Zealand. It, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool to see these we'll Australian it. tech companies take on the world. What I think this is indicating is just how hot Buy Now, Pay Later is. Obviously, we've seen it in Australia for a while, and Australia has really been out in front with Buy Now, Pay Later, but it is taking on the world. It's really taking market share away from credit cards and other forms of payment in the US. It's getting bigger everywhere. So last week, we had PayPal turn on, pay in for. Apple announced that they were going to partner with Goldman Sachs to do Buy Now, Pay Later. I wouldn't expect this to be the last deal in this space. Overall, across the world, Buy Now, Pay Later is less than 2% of all transactions. Mm. So the market's going to keep growing. More and more people are going to get interested in the space and it won't be the last deal, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> we'll have to circle back in a few months and see what equity mates in the Daily Oz sells for overseas. Until <laughs> then, until then, Bryce and Alec have a fantastic Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us. You can listen to Equity Mates wherever you get your podcasts and follow them on Instagram. They've got a fantastic Instagram here at the Daily Oz. We're big fans. Bryce and Alec, thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thank you.